Welcome to the Side by Side podcast, where we connect busy female leaders in ministry to the practical resources they need today. We are your co-hosts. I am Annie Purdue Olson. And I'm Heidi Zwart. Now, last fall, right around Thanksgiving, we had a guest and her name was Lainey and she was a registered dietitian. And it was such a perfectly timed episode because here we were running through this period of time from Thanksgiving to Christmas where everything is about food. Right. <laughs> I mean, we've got all kinds of special occasions. We've got special foods that that mark that season. And so trying to make good food choices is particularly difficult. And, you know, she really talked a lot about building healthy habits and why it mattered for leaders um, to support their energy through what is also a super busy time of year for people in ministry leading up to Christmas. And so now here we are, and it's the end of January. Yes. And how many of us made New Year's resolutions around our health? I believe it's the number one topic, uh, that uh, the number one resolution for pretty much everybody across the country. And so, Chances are a lot of people who've made these resolutions maybe have already slid away from what they had hoped things would look like at this point. So I've invited another of our guests, and her name is Sarah Alves, and she is also a health coach, and she's going to talk to us a little bit about nutrition, but it's really more about stress and sleep and about why taking care of our body is so important for not only our physical health, but also the emotional and spiritual health that we all are trying to tend to every day. Yeah. You know what, Heidi, we talk so often about busy leaders. We are busy. Mm -hmm. And when we get into that space of busy, that's when we forget to take care of our bodies. Mm -hmm. Um, And I loved how Sarah talked about when we take care of our bodies, we can hear God better. Mm -hmm. Um, We have less brain fog. I mean, what do we need more than anything else as leaders in ministry? We need to hear God and we need to have a clear head. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think we need our bodies to be able to line up with that. I loved how she yeah. said our bodies are home. Mm-hmm. When we love our bodies, we sleep, we eat, we are for our bodies. And when we are for our bodies, we don't burn out. Mm-hmm. And as busy leaders, the one thing that we need to prevent more than anything else is burnout. Mm-hmm. And so I loved her encouragement around how do we love our bodies mm-hmm. in this season? How do we love our bodies? Me too. And I know, uh, just like she shares part of her story, I know my story has also uh, connected to hers in the sense that I know that when I take care of my physical body, my emotional health is better. And when my emotional health isn't so great, it's usually because I'm not taking very good care of my body. Right. (laughs) So, you know, I know from personal experience and I know from professional experience that how important it is to really love and take care of our body. And I love her perspective on this. And I think that those of you who are listening to this episode are going to hear her heart behind this. You know, she's a well-coached, certified health coach, um, but she's been working in the health and wellness industry for over six years. And she's leading a team of other health coaches for a digital health company out here on the East Coast. She's a mentor. You can really hear that as you listen to her today. Mm -hmm. And she does a lot of education for program participants around why taking care of their physical body is so important. She is also a wife of a youth pastor, so she's uh, volunteering in the church, and she's a wonderful mentor for high school girls, and she's the mother of two crazy and super fun kids, so she's in that young season of life, which I just love. Yeah, she lives a busy life. I can tell just by that description. You know, I love too how she talked about like health is your whole being. It's not just what you eat or Mm -hmm. how you move. 
Um, but it is also the, like, how are we dealing with stress and sleep? Mm -hmm. And so you guys really need to dive into what it really means to like have health in your whole being in this episode. Sarah, it's so good to see you today. Hi, Heidi. How are you? I'm great. You know, we met three and a half years ago when we were both coaching for a digital health company here in Boston. And the really cool thing about that was that we had coaches all over the country. And so when I was introduced to you in the summer that right after I had started, I found out you were from Minnesota and I was like, oh, there's my kindred spirit. <laughs> so it was a, a great connection from the start and better yet, I we got talking about our faith and about church, found out a little bit about your background, which made our connection even deeper. And then every time I went to Minnesota, you were on my radar. We were actually able to meet in person at a <laughs> Starbucks. You'd think it would have been a caribou in Minnesota, right? Yeah, I know. I'm a cheater in Minnesota being a Starbucks gal. <laughs> but that's okay. Coffee is always a good thing. Uh, and so we got to know each other personally. And then you got to come out to Boston and join our team uh, right before Christmas a couple of years ago. So it's just um, an absolute honor to have you on this, the show and to get to talk to you a little bit about health and about your faith and how we blend those things together. Yeah, I'm really looking forward to our conversation. So I always like to ask people how they got in interested in what they do. So you're a health coach and I'm curious about what led you down that path. Sure. Yeah. You know, um, I ha it has to start back when I was about to graduate high school. I really, um, that's when I really, uh, got serious about follow my faith and following God and, um, I was a PSEO student for Minnesota residents. You'll know what that means. Mm -hmm. I was, you know, I was uh, walking to a class and I had, was signed up for, to go there as a freshman in the fall for college, but I just felt like God had something more for me, but I did not know what it was. And, you know, I was very, very unsure. And so I actually ended up going to a Bible school for four years because I just figured, I don't know what to do with my life. So I may as well pray <laughs> and try to figure it out. And um, I intended to only go to this Bible school for one year, but it ended up being four and it was a, it was a real blessing to me. But um, this was, you know, away from my, from home, uh, living on my own for the first time. And um, I, became very sick with uh, digestive issues, a lot of inflammation in my whole body. And I just felt terrible. Um, and that's kind of the start where I started in stumbling on my journey with health. Uh, I happened to be working at the YMCA because they were hiring, but um, really uh, started learning from a really great personal trainer there, um, just about the importance of caring for your body and started re researching about um, eating food for he healing, um, not just for fuel and because it tastes good, but you know, uh, how certain foods can heal my body and reduce inflammation and help me feel better. Um, and just really the, the biggest thing was, was, uh, really learning that, that God made my body and he loves my body and, and it's important to him that I take care of it. And, and that realization really set me on a course where, I just dove right into health and wellness was really interested in that. And I ended up after my, um, my time at Bible school, I got married and I moved to Florida and I went to school for health education 
And, um, and then even in that, I didn't know that health coaching was a field. I did not know that that was an occupation, but learning about that, I just felt like, oh, this is, this is everything that I believe about just, you know, wellness in your whole being health in your whole being, not just what you eat and how you exercise, move Mm -hmm. your body, but so much more than that. And I just wanted to help others, um, get to a point where they feel, healthy and alive, uh, full of energy and like really, really happy with the home that God gave them on this earth and their bodies. Hmm. So I'm wondering as you reflect back and as you think about your experience at Bible college and, and, uh, you know, growing up in the church, what were your observations about how health was talked about or maybe how it wasn't talked about in the church? There's a huge emphasis on caring for others, right? And, and that's really important. It's in the Bible to prefer others more than ourselves and to, to care for the orphan and the widow, to care for um, the outcast. And these are all so, such important things. But I think while care is so, caring for others is so emphasized in the church, um, self-care becomes minimized mm. um, and even looked at as selfish. And, and so, um, and not to mention thinking about some of those negative emotions, such as anger, fear, or shame, uh, that we, that we feel that's natural in our bodies, um, are seen as major sins. And Mm. so oftentimes we bottle those up inside of us and that can affect our physical health. Um, when in reality, anxiety in and of itself is not evil. It's an emotion that is revealing a pain point. Um, ignoring things can make things worse and paying attention to it can help us fix a problem. And so, um, I think that, you know, I, that, that has been my experience in the church growing up of, of just seeing caring for others emphasized, which is very, very good. We need that, but caring for yourself de-emphasized and even that emotional, um, well-being also de-emphasized, you know, just kind of cast your cares and forget about it, which, you know, um, we do need to cast our cares on, onto God and we need to bring our, our, uh, our feelings and our pain to him. But, um, without really delving into that practice, it can feel a little bit flippant or something that you need to mask and hide. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I hear as you're talking through all of that is that we are these integrated beings, you know, we can't separate our physical and our emotional and our spiritual bodies. You know, when you think about that integrated being and and how we're created and our audience is these leaders in ministry, why is it so important for them to take care of their physical body? And what do you see being the impact on their emotional and spiritual health if they don't? I'm just thinking about the Bible verse that talks about our body being a temple of the Holy Spirit. Uh, God gave us this incredible home to live in. He gave us this body and uh, as I said before, it can be de-emphasized in Christianity because we want to focus on the spiritual. Um, but he has so integrated our human bodies with our spirit. Jesus himself has a human body. You know, he, they, they, God loves our bodies and wants us to take care of it. And, um, you know, I'm just thinking about my first uh, experience of really diving deep into studying the human body. I took a anatomy and physiology class for my degree. 
And I just remember in the first chapter of this book, I was just in awe because the, the author started out with talking about um, something called homeostasis, mm-hmm. which our body, all of its parts, all of our organs, every system in our body is created to maintain homeostasis. So that means when, you know, a pathogen comes in or, you know, when, when something is not right, other factors in the body right itself to maintain homeostasis. Like God created our bodies to heal itself Mm -hmm. so much so that this book actually went on to say it's, it's unknown to scientists really why we die because our bodies were actually created to live forever, Mm -hmm. um, to, to heal itself. And so, you know, as Christians know why, (laughs) Mm -hmm. um, what happened there, but just to think like God really did design this, our bodies to be our home forever. And, um, I think having that realization and having that, that mindset, but God really designed our bodies to just be a beautiful reflection of who he is. And so, um, having a healthy self-esteem and awareness and, and love for our bodies can really change the way that we take care of it. I actually think back to when I first started focusing on my health back in Bible school, I came to this realization of like, when I take care of my body, I can actually hear God's voice better. Hmm. And that wasn't because he was suddenly happier with me or because he decided to speak to me more. You know, I really believe it was because I wasn't in this brain fog that was brought about by lack of sleep, but that I felt sharper and I could read and, and, get more things from scripture and, and whatnot. So, you know, I think it's really important for us leaders to protect and care for our bodies so that we can minister better so that we can have longevity um, and don't become burned out. Mm-hmm. What a great reframing of what it means to take care of our, of our physical body, of our temple. And you used my favorite two words at the end there. You said, so that right? It's, we do this thing, we take care of our bodies so that, and you know, the, the end point is that we're able to minister better. We're able to hear better. We're able to hear God better. And we experience more integration in our holistic being in all parts of that. So it's after the new year and chances are that many of us have set new year's resolutions around eating better around exercising more and you know when we worked uh, for the digital health company together we talked about four pillars of health we talked about exercise nutrition stress and sleep so i'd really like to talk about the stress and sleep part because i think those are the two pieces that are often overlooked when it comes to setting resolutions or creating habits around those So, you know, what are we, what are we missing today? What do you think um, happens when we don't sleep or when we're overly stressed? Logistically, there's so much that happens, you know, uh, in our health when we, when we don't sleep, you know, um, with, uh, not sleeping, you know, you know, an occasional night of not getting enough sleep, you might notice that you're not in as good of a mood or, it might be harder to make healthy choices. Like you might want to skip the gym or we're not going to the gym right now. Right. But skip your <laughs> exercise, not go for a walk that you're planning to maybe choosing, um, some extra treats. Cause it's just harder to say no. A lot of those, um, healthy choices just become harder when you are tired. Chronic sleep deprivation can actually be quite serious. And so, you know, when you're regularly getting less than seven hours of sleep, which 
to some might be considered a virtue because you're getting less sleep so you can do more. Mm. Um, uh, you're at risk of developing uh, a lot of heart disease, higher blood pressure, even heart attack, increasing those risks by up to 200%. Wow. Um, and so we know that, that, that sleep deprivation and uh, chronic disease really is linked and it's so important to be getting more sleep. Um, World Health Organization has actually labeled night shift work as a probable carcinogen mm. uh, due to the link in be- between getting less than six hours of sleep regularly with an increased increased risk of developing cancer. So, you know, those are uh, more, you know, grandiose issues that can happen, but, you know, uh, not getting enough sleep regularly really does affect our physical health and our ability to make healthy choices. Um, and I just even think with stress, gosh, it's, it's really incredible how our body works. I actually love studying stress and, and what it does to our body. Uh, when we, when we have a stressful experience, our body produces a stress hormone called cortisol. And so that initiates our fight or flight response, you know, as we've heard of, and this is an important, this is a survival tactic of our body. And, and I think of earlier talking about homeostasis Mm -hmm. and the body, this is another mechanism of, we have a part of our nervous system shuts down other things in our body so that we can get away from a bear attack or do really well on a presentation. You know, we, with that extra surge of adrenaline from cortisol, we're able to accomplish something that we normally wouldn't be able to accomplish. You know, you think of these incredible feats, like a mom lifting a car Mm -hmm. uh, to save her kid or things like that. You know, our body really does do that. But what happens is it shuts down other functions in our body to divert energy to the important task at hand. Um, And some of those things are our digestive system. That's part of the reason why maybe you feel like you need to run to the bathroom uh, when you're, when you're, uh, about to present something because that stress is, is shutting off your digestive system that's working. And so you can only imagine when you are chronically stressed, when you, you know, a bear is not attacking you, but you're still getting this, uh, rush of cortisol is you are experiencing high levels of stress and your body is responding like you're in a bear attack, mm. but you're just living your everyday life because maybe, the, there's a lot of pressure at work or in ministry, or you have some deadlines you need to reach, or maybe you're not sleeping well. All of those things can can make that happen and can make our our body just not function the way we want them to function. Mm-hmm. Okay, Sarah. So we're going to get super practical here, right? Because you know you've heard it, I've heard it. Um, people who have a hard time sleeping, people who have a hard time uh, reducing stress, they they probably have tried a lot of different things that haven't worked. So how does somebody actually change, make changes in their behavior around sleep and stress? What kinds of recommendations? How do you work with somebody to actually make improvements in those areas? Mm -hmm. Oh, that's a great question. You know, I think there's a couple of things. Um, Number one is to take the pressure off of ourselves. You know, I think often when a change, we need to make a change in our routine or habits, it feels very, very hard. And, and if you just think of like, why, why can't I just get more sleep? Why am I not going to bed um, at 10 instead of midnight or at midnight instead of 2am, you know, there's something wrong with me. I'm a failure. Mm -hmm. It's easy to, to get overwhelmed by a big change, but 
we're creatures of habit and our body is just doing what we've programmed it to do. And so it takes a little bit of, um, programming to get to where we want to be and that's okay. And so having a, a gentle and slow approach to, to making changes can really be helpful. I think of an amazing author, James Clear wrote this book, Atomic Habits. I know we've read it together. Yeah, we have. <laughs> he says, you do not rise to the level of your goals. You fall to the level of your systems. And so, you know, just thinking about our habits as systems that we've created for ourselves that just work and help us to feel safe, help us to feel um, just, you know, in our flow, you know, comfortable. Uh, and just to think, how can I make small incremental changes to uh, improve your system so that it's easy to go to bed earlier or easy to reduce your stress? Um, so, you know, we're just thinking really, really practically um, sleep, you know, instead of trying to think, how am I going to start going to bed two hours earlier? I don't even feel tired. I end up scrolling on my phone in my bed or something like that to think, well, you know, maybe instead of trying to go to sleep two hours earlier tonight, just try to go to sleep two minutes earlier, five minutes earlier, and slowly work back from that every couple of days. It, it's a much more gentle approach on your body where you don't feel like you're making big changes, but over time you really are increasing the amount of sleep you're getting. Um, but you know, other ways to get, uh, to get sleep is to, uh, take your devices out of your room. You know, I, <laughs> I'm certainly guilty of it. Like having my, my phone in my bed, I end up scrolling a little bit later than I wish I had because I'm tired and it's hard to make a decision to turn something off. And so, you know, plugging in your phone in the kitchen and going up to bed and buying an alarm clock, if that's normally your alarm clock, mm -hmm. uh, can really make it, that's a, that's a one-time decision that can improve your, your quality of sleep greatly yeah, yeah. going forward. So, you know, small changes like that. Um, when I think of making changes to your stress, improving your stress, uh, things like, prayer and taking deep breaths, uh, yoga, if you like yoga, you know, uh, to, to really slow, slow down, but you know, it doesn't have to be, Oh, I have to join a gym and go to an hour long yoga class, but maybe I can, I'm going to spend five minutes in the morning with my phone in the kitchen when I wake up to, to stretch my body and just pray and ask God to come and be with me today. You know, that, that practice, instead of turning over and checking your email, uh, the first thing in the morning can really help to lower your stress levels and help you, uh, uh, just feel a little bit better for your day. Those are great practical tips. And I think that's the, the key that we would talk about all the time when we were, when we were coaching clients is to think really small and to think really easy and both James Clear, who wrote Atomic Habits that you mentioned, and then B.J. Fogg, um, who's another one that we would follow called Tiny Habits, um, mm -hmm. has really simple formulas for making those really small shifts for really big impact over the course of your day. So those are two great books. For those of you who are listening today, we'll put them in our show notes so that you can refer back to them. So Sarah, you know, we're in this, uh, this crazy era, and I think that ministry leaders are experiencing stress and in, in in lack of sleep in a, in a whole new way. So mm -hmm. if you were to really speak to their heart, 
what are some practical things that they can do to attend to their own physical, emotional, and spiritual well-being right now? I, I feel like this time is so challenging for people in ministry right now uh, because not only are you feeling stressed and pressed yourself with your own uh, routine turned upside down, but you're also wanting to be uh, to carry the burdens of the people in your church, mm-hmm. the people in your community to, to really help. There's just so much going on. There is, there's a multitude of avenues of service right now, right? And so I think, like you said, the most important thing is to put your oxygen mask on first. Mm-hmm. You know, that analogy that comes up a lot from when you're, dri- you're riding in an airplane and they tell you to put your own mask on first before assisting someone else. I always thought, you know, gosh, that seems so selfish. But, you know, if you lose your own air supply before you can get someone else's on, you are absolutely no good to anybody, mm-hmm. including yourself. And so it's really important to take time to uh, fill yourself up and make sure that you are receiving what you need. And so setting aside time for things that fill you up, whether that's quiet time or prayer time, uh, going for a walk, uh, like I said before, turning off devices and getting to bed a little bit earlier, you know, whatever is going to, uh, if you're paying to your, paying attention to your body and really listening to what it needs, you know, I talked before about, um, how I deal with anxiety. Oftentimes what my anxiety is telling me, sometimes maybe it's telling me that there is an issue that I need to fix or address, but a lot of times, uh, just generalized anxiety is telling me like, man, I need to go move my body. I need to go for a walk. I need to go for a run, something to kind of get that excess energy out. And I just come back with so much clarity and peace of mind. And so, uh, you know, just setting aside that time and listening to your body and what it needs um, and making sure you don't ignore it, but really take care of it. You're going to be set up so much better to put on everybody else's oxygen masks and, um, and help out in your community. Yeah. Yeah, the great, great tips uh, for, for busy leaders. And I think one of the things that uh, a question that we often get as health coaches is, where, where do I start? Like, I have so many different things that I want to do. You know, I've got nutrition, I've got exercise, stress and sleep. How, how do I decide what's most important? I think that the importance is just choosing one thing, you know, if, uh, and choosing something that you can make a change in. So, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're, if you're looking at all of these things and you're like, gosh, I really wish I was eating organic everything right now, but that sounds so overwhelming and expensive and I can't get to the grocery store. Maybe that's not the, the thing to start working on, but you know, maybe if it feels doable to, to take a five minute walk on your lunch break or, or what have you, you know, that's, that's a feasible step of moving forward. But, you know, the ultimate thing I can say, you know, if there's just one uh, foolproof way to change your health for the better, I would just say, love your body. Mm -hmm. Uh, God loves your body. He chose to dwell in it with you. And um, with that in mind, you know, just taking one small step in little areas, wherever you're feeling that ache to change. And, and, And the biggest thing is you need to celebrate every step of change you make no matter how small it is, you know, celebrate yourself for going to bed five minutes early or taking that time to go for a walk or shutting off your device to really tune into God and and pray. You know, it feels like, gosh, I should be able to do that and it should be easy, but sometimes it's not. And so uh, celebrating each little change is so important. Mm. 
What a great reminder because we do forget to do that. We forget about the small things. The small things sometimes escape us. We don't even um, stop to recognize them. I think that was part of the brilliance in BJ Fogg's book, the Tiny Habits book, is that he talks about that part of the way that habits stick is through celebration. It's through acknowledging the change that you made, no matter how small and how silly it might seem, um, to really lock in that change. Any final words, Sarah, that you just want to leave with our our leaders today? Uh, You know, I just want to say hang in there. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, This has been a very, very long uh, season, and it's been really hard. And I I know with my husband working in a church, it's, it's really hard on people in ministry, just because, you know, we want to serve and we want to be there. And when we can't be in person with people, it can just feel challenging. Um, I think we all have a little bit of zoom fatigue. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a real thing. We, we don't know how much longer we're going to be in this season. Uh, that I think that's probably the hardest part is not knowing an exact end to what, to what we're experiencing, but, you know, hang in there and take it one, one step at a time. And mm-hmm. And like I said, just really take time to do, do something for yourself every day, even if it's just five minutes. Yeah. Sarah, thanks so much for joining us. I have loved this conversation, you know, talking about the integration of body, mind, and soul is something I could talk about for days and months and years at a time. Um, And so for you to share your wisdom and your experience, your learnings, um, your Uh, care for uh, people with our listeners today um, was a gift. And I hope that those who are listening today really walk away um, with an appreciation for their body, their physical body as the temple of God in a whole new way. Absolutely. Thank you, Heidi. It was great talking to you. Thanks, Sarah. You've been listening to the Side-by-Side Podcast with Annie Purdue Olson and Heidi Zort. Subscribe to get more practical tips women leaders need. Leave us a review. We want to know what you think. We would be so honored if you would share this episode with a friend. And finally, check out our show notes with great links to free practical resources from our guests and ways that you can connect with us. Because we believe we lead better when we lead side by side.